Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Gathering all the information you would need to stay ahead of the curve on your crypto investments. Welcome to Thriller Rundown. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world, welcome back to another exciting episode of Thriller Rundown. That's right. My name is Clark Gonzalez. Today is July 15th, 2019. And gosh, what a day in the crypto space. Um, we're going to talk Treasury Secretary Stephen Munchen at the start of the show on the rundown. We got to talk about this. This is big, big news for Bitcoin. Let's do it. Rundown starting now. The Rundown. Well, in a press conference coming days after President Donald Trump said in a tweet that he was not a fan of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, he also suggested Facebook, which plans on launching the global cryptocurrency next year, would need a bank charter to do so. Well, it turns out that uh, Treasury Secretary Stephen Munchen went on the offensive today to kind of back what the president said on Friday. Um, he was in a press conference on Monday where he talked about Bitcoin and Facebook's Libra as a national security issue and could be misused by money launderers and terrorist financiers. Um, yeah, pretty bad all around. Take a listen to Treasury Secretary Stephen Munchen of the United States. There's been a great deal of interest about digital assets, including cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin and Libra. There are many regulatory and supervisory questions regarding Libra, virtual assets, and virtual currencies, but I will focus primarily on the serious concerns the Treasury has regarding the growing misuse of virtual currencies by money launderers, terrorist financiers, and other bad players. This week, representatives of Facebook's Calibra project will go to Capitol Hill to discuss the proposal for a cryptocurrency, the Libra. At the Treasury Department, across the U.S. government, and with the international financial community, there's been a great deal of activity recently related to the regulation and the treatment of digital assets in cryptocurrencies. I'd like to give some brief explanatory remarks about what we've been doing on this front since there's lots of interest and then I will open it up to questions. Last month, the Libra Association, a consortium of 28 businesses, including a Facebook subsidiary, announced that it is developing a cryptocurrency called the Libra. The Treasury Department has expressed very serious concerns that Libra could be misused by money launderers and terrorist financiers. Cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin have been ex exploited to support billions of dollars of illicit activity like cybercrime, tax evasion, extortion, ransomware, illicit drugs, human trafficking. 
Many players have attempted to use cryptocurrencies to fund their malign behavior. This is indeed a national security issue. The United States has been at the forefront of regulating entities that provide cryptocurrency. We will not allow digital asset service providers to operate in the shadows and will not tolerate the use of the cryptocurrencies in support of illicit activities. Treasury has been very clear to Facebook, Bitcoin users, and other providers of digital financial services that they must implement the same anti-money laundering and countering financing of terrorism known as AML-CFT safeguards as traditional financial institutions. Money transmitters of cryptocurrency must comply with the relevant Bank Secrecy Act obligations known as BSA and register with the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network known as FinCEN. Many people are not familiar with FinCEN. It is a bureau of the U.S. Department of Treasury. FinCEN's mission is to safeguard the financial system from illicit use, combat money laundering, and promote national security through the dissemination of financial intelligence. Last year alone, it collected over 20 million BSA reports and has collected over 300 million in the last 11 years. FinCEN implements the Bank Secrecy Act's regulation and has federal regulatory, supervisory, and enforcement authority over money service businesses and banks. The rules governing money service providers apply to physical and electronic transactions alike. As money service businesses, cryptocurrency money transmitters are subject to compliance examinations, just like every other U.S. bank. To be clear, FinCEN will hold any entity that transacts in Bitcoin, Libra, or any other cryptocurrency to its highest standards. I also recently established the Financial Stability Oversight Council's Working Group on Digital Assets. This FSOC group enables U.S. financial regulators, such as FinCEN, the Fed, OCC, CFTC, CFPB, SEC, and other key stakeholders to work together to combat risks posed by cryptocurrencies. As the President has said, Bitcoin is highly volatile and based on thin air. We are concerned about the speculative nature of Bitcoin and will make sure that the U.S. financial system is protected from fraud. Given the international nature of cryptocurrencies, we are also going to great lengths to ensure that effective regulation does not stop here at the U.S. border. Last month, led by the United States, the Financial Action Task Force, known as FATF, the global standard setter for AML-CFT, adopted comprehensive measures on how countries must regulate and supervise activities and providers in this space. This was a major step towards harmonizing international regulations concerning cryptocurrencies. So what's interesting is it appears, and I'm not trying to be political, let me just state that for the record, this is no way a political rant or political angle, just make sure I state that for the record. But it appears to me that uh, Donald Trump uh, has his guy, Steve, Stephen Munchkin, 
uh, who used to be uh, at Goldman Sachs for 17 years, eventually becoming the CIO. Uh, he left Goldman Sachs in 2002. Uh, he founded several hedge funds, you know, Sears Holdings, Board of Directors in 2005 until December 2016. He was during the financial crisis, 2007, 2008. He bought uh, Mac, and then he changed the name to One West Bank. Then he sold it to Citigroup in 2015, and then he joined Trump's presidential campaign in 2016. So this guy has been around the block. Um, he has a high vested interest in making sure that the United States dollar stays uh, the top uh, amongst everything amongst the world, right? And so Donald Trump had this tweet on Friday. I looked at it like a bullish signal. Uh, we released uh, insights on that day. I was like, oh, this is, or through the coin talk, I was like, no, this is a bullish signal. The president's tweeting about it. Comes out today, fire, just ready to go. And uh, this immediately looks bad. It looks bad for cryptocurrency. It looks bad for Bitcoin. This is getting all kind of negative publicity uh, amongst all the media outlets right now. Uh, you have several people wondering, like, should they still hold their crypto? Crypto went down over the weekend. Um, I think I saw it drop to like just under nine nine k, or I'm sorry, uh, 90, 9, I believe it was. Um, yeah, it's it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy weekend in cryptocurrency, and then starting off today with this. And the max majority of what's spawning this and what's accelerating this right now is Facebook's Libra uh, token. And uh, what sucks is because. Facebook was supposed to be this out in front kind of doing everything. And, and now what, what it's doing is it's it's forcing the uh, cryptocurrency space to kind of explain itself when we don't really have any explaining to do. Bitcoin is decentralized. There's nobody at the controls controlling this. So in a way, they are looking at Bitcoin. I wouldn't say the wrong way, but they're taking the wrong approach. Uh, what they need to be saying out there is that if you're a, a, a company that is in, investing in Bitcoin or running uh, Bitcoin exchanges or Bitcoin financial companies, you need to make sure that you do AML, KYC. But when they directly attack Bitcoin, uh, you know, saying that Bitcoin is a fraud and it's, it's all this, uh, you know, hot air and it's not worth anything and it's speculative asset and all this stuff, you're scaring people away. And you're forcing a lot of devs out there who listen to this and appear appears to me, at least from my my point of view, that the uh, United States doesn't want to play ball with uh, the technologists in building out, you know, this fintech future that we all have, you know, going towards. And this is very much becoming what a lot of people have always thought was going to happen. Right. There's a lot of us that believe that, you know, the government wasn't just going to you know, give up the standing of the U.S. dollar to the world, you know, just just like that. It was going to take a lot more. Uh, what I'm realizing now is that in the short term, this is bad for Bitcoin. This is bad for cryptocurrency. I thought this was actually going to be a good week. I was thinking, OK, we're going to talk about Libra this week. They're going to get a lot of shit to all the blame. But it seems like they're lumping Bitcoin into the same bucket as Libra, which it's not like Libra is a corporate coin. Uh, they're trying to be like a PayPal on the blockchain, it, whatever, right? Bitcoin is completely decentralized. It's completely different. And so we're getting lumped in this. And what's happening is you're scaring people away from this technology that's supposed to free them. And that's going to be terrible here in the short term. I'm anticipating 
this week now, now that everything's kind of changed, I'm anticipating drops. I think tomorrow you're going to see David Marcus go to the Senate, the, the Congress, and, and he's going to, you know, try to paint Bitcoin in a, in a bad picture. And he's going to try to put Libra as this thing that can be controlled and Bitcoin can't be controlled. I think we're going to see that kind of rhetoric. Uh, it, it's not going to be good for Bitcoin. I think we're going to see a lot of negative headlines this week for Bitcoin. So, yeah. Okay, with that, let's get into five good minutes because I have a lot more to talk about. Five good minutes. You know, I want to talk about, I want to give you five good minutes on why I think it's really still good to hold your Bitcoin. Um, and I really shouldn't even be doing this, like, to be honest with you. Like, But I feel like there's going to be people out there that are going to see this or, or hear this news and are going to be scared. So I want to make sure that I at least do this. Um, we all have to remember that in, in, in 2008, a financial meltdown happened, right? It was unprecedented. Uh, level of government corruption banks weakening the trust uh, of just the overall traditional institutions funding or, or governing this country, right? Uh, this was a crisis unlike anything we had ever seen. And this was in 2008. And what emerged was fucking Bitcoin. Like, seriously, it was a response to global crisis of legitimacy. I mean, this is the reason why uh, Bitcoin was invented. And this, these are the things that they're forgetting to tell you in these headlines. Bitcoin wasn't just, you know, invented just to, uh, you know, break everything apart. It, it was invented because there was a need for it. There is an actual crisis that, that happened because of it. And it, it really drives me. <laughs> it, it makes me really upset to see people go out there and say things they don't understand what they're talking about. And I'm trying to formulate this kind of opinion to to you know not scare you away from 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 Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies, but to encourage you to double down on what is the right thing to do, right? If if you look at where we have come since 2010, when 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 Bitcoin got launched, and, and we're still here 10 years later, and we see how important this decentralization of money truly is, we, we have to understand that people all over the world will exercise their right to use Bitcoin. It, it, it's a form of free speech out there. Like seriously, like if, if money is speech, Bitcoin is speech as well. And it and not only does Bitcoin validate every transaction that you have out there, and not only does it follow network consensus rules, but it is doesn't care. It doesn't care who you are, what you are, where you come from, regardless of your economic status, background or political affiliations, you will not be censored. You will not be censored because Bitcoin doesn't give a shit about that. And I'm sorry to be, you know, using that kind of language. and I do apologize, but it really riled me up to see, you know, the Treasury Secretary up there 
and and still for him to come out and say that Bitcoin is a bad actor and it's it's being used to fund terrorism, it's being used to fund drugs, and it's being used to do all this stuff. Chain analysis. Uh, I was able to talk to them during the Ethereal Summit, and there was one person there, and I, I started I started a conversation with them because he was from Chain Analysis. Those guys are able to follow every single Bitcoin transaction. You best believe that the government is able to tap them on the shoulder and say, "Hey." We need you to look at some Bitcoin transactions. Where are these coming from? Who's the person that's tied to that IP? Blah, 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 blah. And if they're able to do that, and if they have that application already set, you best believe the government has that as well, too. So for them to say all this stuff about Bitcoin just to kind of poo-poo on it, uh, you, you have to realize how just misinformed Treasury Secretary really is and just how much they are just trying to save face like and it's it's not it's not because that they don't they don't try to what they think they're doing is right it's because they don't understand where where we come from or, or why this was made in the first place if they had a clue if they looked into it they paid attention they would realize that this needs to be there. Bitcoin needs to be there because it holds them accountable and it holds the financial institutions where that Treasury Secretary comes from accountable as well, too. And that's what Bitcoin is trying to replace. And that's why you should still hold it. So that's my five good minutes on that. And I do apologize for the cursing. I'm sorry. I just get really riled up. <laughs> um, all right. Let's let's get into um, we got we got to play the cold hard truth. I, I want to talk about some of something else. Let's do it. The hard truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You know, uh, I want to talk about something that uh, is just more apparent now, um, and, and 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 I know, you know, when it comes to crypto markets, you have to be willing to change on a moment's notice. You have to be willing to accept what is and what isn't in the space. Uh, you could be bullish all you want, but if the overall sentiment of the entire crypto space is bearish or is expecting something, you you have to be willing to maneuver in that direction. It It's how it is, right? Uh, so like I have been saying, I, I set a stop loss here. Uh, for 10,600 and I hit that stop loss over the weekend. Not because I was hoping for it, but I set that just in case, right? And of course it crashed all the way down to 97. At that point, I started to see it going up to 10,100, 10,200. At that point, I bought back into Bitcoin because I was like, well, if I'm going to, if I'm going to, if I'm expecting it to go back up, then of course. So I bought back in on early Sunday morning it was fine. Everything was great. I had my Bitcoin. Everything started going up again. We're, we're kind of teetering at this 10.4, 10.5 level. I was comfortable being there because I was able to stack some sats while doing that by setting that stop loss. Um, I'm doing that same stop loss again. I'm doing it for 10.6. I'm expecting, you know, for tomorrow to happen and we'll cover it. We'll cover it here uh, on, on Thriller Coin Talk or Thriller Insights or Thriller Insider. We'll, we'll cover the Congress uh, um, hearing with, with with Libra and David Marcus, and we'll, we'll dissect it and everything. But uh, I'm expecting more bad news. Like I'm expecting for 
uh, for David Marcus to go up there and, and paint Bitcoin in a bad light. Like, seriously, uh, I, I'm that's my I know a lot of people are really happy <laughs> that he's going out there and, and talking for everybody, which is something that I'm not looking forward to. But I'm expecting for some more bad news tomorrow and Wednesday, because I think he's speaking on Wednesday as well, too. Uh, I will be watching it. I'll be talking about it in the Telegram, likely. Um, so stay tuned for that. Follow me on Twitter for that stuff. But uh, I'm setting my stop loss at 10,600 just because I feel if, if we fall below that threshold, right now we're at 10,900, 950. I feel like we fall below that threshold. Uh, it's very likely tomorrow when m- more bad headlines come out about Bitcoin, um, you know, it, it, it could send Bitcoin into you know, a tailspin and dropping it under 10K. Uh, um, and, and then at that point, we're retesting those levels at 9,200, 9,600. And then if it falls down even further than that, they're retesting the levels at 7,200, probably even further. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but you need to make sure that you set some kind of stop loss. Now, the exact opposite could happen. And that's what's, that's what, that's just how crazy this market is, right? Because the exact opposite could happen. We could, we could go in there and we could see a total self-destruction of David Marcus, very similar to what, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg looked like when he was facing Congress, right? And they could be hitting him with this and hitting him with that. And uh, he could buckle and who knows, right? I'm sure he's practicing right now as we speak, but that could happen too as well. So you got to be ready for that as well too, because that could send Bitcoin price surging in the air. That could send it above. So just if I know me personally, I'm going to be watching it tomorrow. I'm going to set my stop losses. So if something does happen, if it does fall below that mark, I have my stop losses set. And again, when I do this, I don't set my entire Bitcoin stack when I do this. I usually set like a quarter of it or half of it, depending on how, you know, um, how I'm feeling and and what I'm expecting. But um, if I'm a betting man tomorrow, and it kind of sucks because if Trump would have never tweeted, (laughs) I think we would have been pretty good because Trump would have never tweeted. He would have never had to send out his treasury sector out there on Monday to get ahead of the Facebook stuff tomorrow. Uh, There would have never been that. Right. And, and then we would have had Bitcoin probably trading maybe a little higher, probably in the 11 K 12 K range into tomorrow into Congress. And then we would have had a different narrative uh, for, for Facebook, you know, going to Congress. And maybe he would have tried to crap on Bitcoin and other people would have looked at that as a bullish signal. But with that Trump tweet, it would, what started off as a bullish signal quickly turned to very, very bad uh, today. Uh, so we have days like this in crypto. When we had uh, the FATF um, release those new guidelines uh, earlier this summer, it was a bad day. It was a bad day in crypto. Right. So this is just another bad day in crypto. And uh, sometimes we we have them and and we deal with them and then we get over them because it's one good thing about this space is that um, it goes pretty fast. And if you're not following it week to week, uh, you're going to just miss out. So right now I'm very much expecting, you know, pullback, uh, pullback below 10K. That's kind of where I'm I'm, uh, expecting it to happen tomorrow. Uh, I hope we don't. I hope it goes up, right? Like everybody else. But uh, yeah, I think at this point we're 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 kind of in the middle of this this bad news cycle for Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Just got to deal with it. A good thing we'll just we'll get over it, and it'll, it'll be another week, and hit the restart button, and we'll, we'll go back at it again. Um, keep climbing. But uh, we really need Bitcoin in this space, and we need decentralized currencies. And if you if you happen to see, I'll put a link of the uh, the, uh, the Treasury Secretary's video. If you happen to see that video, it's 
it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. But I, I would still say that uh, just be aware that, you know, what everybody's trying to build in this space and, and what we're overall trying to teach is decentralization and how much how important it really is for everybody to uh, succeed in a global economy that uh, is just the right thing to do for everybody. You know, this space can sometimes feel like you're on a never-ending uphill climb. It really does sometimes. You know, you feel like you've you made a couple of notches and you're going up and everything's good. Then somebody tries to take you back down again, down a peg. Uh, maybe that's why I like it. <laughs> maybe I like the never-ending fight that, that comes with decentralization and that comes for Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrencies. Maybe it should be this tough, you know? Maybe there should be reason to, you know, not accept it. Maybe there should be this cause for commotion. And maybe they should attack it. Uh, I think that gives us more validation and humility. I think that makes us more stronger. I think that helps us become more apparent that the reasons for decentralization is key to saving this entire world. All right, see you tomorrow.